The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you in church. It's uh, lovely to be able to share with you this morning um, something of our vision and just something of what we're about here and uh, why we do what we do here at uh, Life Source. So, just simply put, our vision is bringing God and people together, encouraging people to love God, grow spiritually, and help others. And uh, that's basically what we're about here. And and I think since Anne and I have been here, I think since 1996, 21 years now, uh, that's what we've been trying to do here. And uh, God's given us amazing people to do it with. And so this morning, I want to reintroduce to you our board and our board of directors, uh, I suppose, the, the legal management of our church. And uh, they meet, or we meet uh, regularly to uh, discuss the finances and discuss just where our church is at and where it's going. And, and all, of, all of our staff, before they come on staff, are, are interviewed by the board. And, and um, they're a very special team. And um, this morning, I want them to come out so that uh, we can introduce them. So Matthew Cross, come on down. Sanjay Aquila, come on down. David Helvagian, come on down. And uh, Helen, come on down. Um, We've got Kay Waddle, come on down. Sandra, come on down. And... um, this morning, I want to introduce to you our newest member of our board that has just come onto the board as of this year. Let's give a big, strong applause to Samuel as he comes down. Our newest member of... Uh, wonderful. So, um, so th- these, these people are our board and um, Sanjay is retiring mid-year, and, uh, but he's stayed on for the first six months just to mentor Sam, and uh, I think that's great to be able to do that. But um, let's, let's just reach out our hands and just pray for God's wisdom upon these wonderful, wonderful people. Father, I just want to thank you for our board. I want to thank you for the, the amazing contribution they make. And Lord, this, uh, our prayer is that you will fill them with wisdom and godliness and all the decisions they make on our behalf might be led by the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want every decision to be ab- for us to be able to say, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and us to make this decision. And so, Lord, I just pray for an increase, just, uh, just another level this year for them all in their, not only the spiritual life, but their personal lives, Lord, just another level. And uh, we pray blessing upon them and our church in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Give them another applause as they go back to their seats. Just amazing people. And, um, you know, we don't have any arguments at all. Matter of fact, can I just say in the 21 years that I've been at our church, we've never had an argument at a board meeting. And I can't ever recall a decision that was made that didn't have 100% agreement. It's, uh, it seriously is one of the best boards that I've ever had the privilege of working with. And we've got other people in our church 
that have been on our board and uh, are, st- are still serving in our church, people like Ivan and, and uh, Sam Ng Senior, and uh, just people that have been serving with us for years and years, uh, felt that their season on the board was done and uh, are in our church. Is there, is there anyone else here, Sandra, that was on our board that's here this morning? Okay, well, that's, that's great that you're here. And uh, let's get into the vision. Before you leave today, we've got a free gift to give every single person. So stay tuned for that because I'll let you know what that... And it's a gift that keeps on giving. So it won't be just for today. The gift will keep giving next week and the week after and the week after and it'll it'll keep giving all year round. How many of you excited for a gift like that? Ah, that's awesome. Okay, if you have your Bibles, would you open to Acts 16? And last week, I was speaking about um, how God opens doors to help us find direction in life. And we were talking about last week how uh, his Paul on his second missionary journey, just being led by the Holy Spirit just going northwest. How many of you remember that? He was just going northwest. And, and so as he's being led, he gets this vision. And the vision is, I want you to go to Macedonia. And he got the Macedonian call. How many of you remember that last week? Got the Macedonian call. And uh, now let's read how he, at Troas, what happened next in 16 verse 11. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Somothras. If you weren't here last week, just download on our webpage the message from last week because it dovetails with this message. Um, a straight course to Somothras. And the next day came to Neapolis and from there to Philippi. Everybody say Philippi. Philippi. Now, Philippi is the city that the book of Philippians was written to. How many of you have read the book of Philippians? Just a great book in the New Testament. From there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. So that's Paul and Silas and obviously Timothy uh, as well. And there was a team of people. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. I think it's fascinating that prayer meeting back in those days, had more women than men. And um, it's fascinating. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Now, there was a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. Let me just press pause for a second there because I find this fascinating. Thyatira is one of the cities of Asia. If you go to the book of Revelations, you'll find that, that one of the letters that was written was to the church at Thyatira in Asia. And what I find fascinating is that this woman came from Asia, but was now living in Philippi, and God had her in his mind. And so Paul wanted to sort of go down to Asia, but God says, no, because the woman that you need to find is not at Thyatira, but is actually in Philippi. So go across to Macedonia. I find that fascinating. Anyway, that's just a little... By point, my fascinations, and uh, who worshiped God. In other words, here's this woman, wasn't a Christian, but was a God lover. She had not yet heard the gospel, but in her heart, she loved God. How many of you know that there are people all over the world 
that are God lovers but don't yet know God. Cornelius was one of those people. He was a God lover, but he didn't yet know the way of salvation. He hadn't heard the gospel. So there's these people, and I want you to get this. There, there is these people that have got their hearts opened, and they just need someone to share the gospel. So, so here it is. So the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and the household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. What I want to share with you this morning is this. Look for the open door that leads to the open heart. Just look for the open door that leads to the open heart. Because there are people all around us whose hearts are open for the gospel. Their hearts are open for Jesus. There's, there's something within them that is being positioned towards the things of God. And, and, and Lydia was one of these people. And what I find fascinating is how God led Paul. So don't go to Bithynia, don't go to Asia. I want you to go to Macedonia because right there in Macedonia, in Philippi, you'll find someone whose heart I've opened who's got an open heart. And so Paul followed the open door to the open heart. And what I love about this, this opportunity here in Philippi was not only Lydia got saved, but then the next day, there's this slave girl. And this is a fascinating story. Here's this slave girl. She was a slave. She was in bondage, but she had a, a demon spirit that gave insight. She had a demon spirit that was able to tell people's future, be able to just give, give insight that nobody knew. And, and here's this girl in bondage, and, and this demon spirit actually gives insight to the girl that Paul and his team had the message of salvation. And so she's following them around, but you know, in bondage. And after about three days of following them around, Paul realizes she's got a demon spirit, casts out the demon spirit, and this girl gets set free. And uh, you, know, you know what I find fascinating is this, is that the message of the gospel sets the captive free. What a beautiful thing. And God sent Paul all the way to Philippi for a slave girl so that she could be set free. I mean, it upset her bosses big time. Because once the demon left, she was just uh, she didn't have that insight that the demons gave her. She was just a normal person, free from those demons. And so there was a, a big uproar, and, and Paul and Silas got thrown into jail. And, uh, and then what we find is, here they are in jail, in jail. How many of you think that's a bad deal when you're preaching the gospel and you get thrown into jail? But the fact is that the jail was an open door. To who? To Here's someone else who had an open heart. And here's the jailer, the Philippian jailer, open heart. And so God pushed them into jail where there's an open door. And you say, how's the open doors in jail? Well, an earthquake came, opened the doors, chains fell off, and the Philippian jailer is about to kill himself. And Paul says, no, no, we're still here. And, and then he asked this amazing question. Here it is. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? How many of you, how many of you want, want people to ask you those sort of questions? They're ready, man. Their hearts are open. Show us the way of salvation. Matter of fact, one of my friends was telling me that, that uh, the last time that he went to 
Iran. Okay, here it is, Iran, a country that's been banned. Let's not talk about that. But we've got all these Iranian people that are literally walking around with crosses around their neck, hoping that someone will tell them what it means. Because they're looking for salvation. And we've got people all over the world that, that God's opened their hearts and all they need is someone to share the gospel with them. See, this is, this is our legacy. We're here to bring God and people together. And the word that I've got from God this year is look for the open door to the open heart. Look for the open door to the open heart. And this whole message right at the beginning here from Acts chapter 16 is how Paul was led by the... He wanted to go to Asia. God says no. He wanted to go to Bithynia. God says no. Go to Philippi because there you'll find people with open hearts. And he found Lydia, open heart. Found the slave girl, open heart. Found the Philippian jailer, open heart. And they and their household got baptized straight away. I love that. Straight away. So, so what does it mean for us to bring God and people together? Let me, let me just uh, uh, segue into the vision. We, we do it on, on two levels. We do it on uh, bringing God and people together overseas, which is our missions. And in a few weeks' time, on March the 11th, we'll be sharing just how this last 12 months has been the biggest missions giving in the history of our church. I, I, I sit back in amazement. We just keep breaking records. It's an amazing thing uh, to be breaking records. And so on the 12th, we're going to be talking a little bit more about all the amazing things that we're doing overseas in church planting, building churches, social justice, transforming people's lives. That's the 12th of March. But then there's what we call the home front. And uh, the home front is what we're doing here. And so let, let me just say the, the, a few things about what we're doing here that I, I really want you to focus in on for the vision of our church. The first I call the chain of grace. The chain of grace is so powerful because it's a chain. And with a chain, you have many, many links. And so, so often what we look at is the last link, which is someone sharing the gospel and a person makes a decision to follow Christ. And so that's where we all clap and cheer and, and go, yay, 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 yay. And so, you know, Pastor Aaron got up here and he said, on Friday night, we had six salvations. That's awesome. And we chat. But you know what excited me? What excited me was, was hearing that we had 16 new people. And the 16 new people are part of the chain of grace. That someone said, why don't you come to youth with me tonight? I didn't really share, you know, a full-on gospel message with them, but said, why don't, you come, why don't you come to youth with me tonight? So that was one link in the chain of grace. And then all of our volunteers that put together an amazing program, and we're talking about lots and lots, they, they formulate the chain of grace. And then finally, we've got the preacher that preaches the gospel, and someone gets saved. Six people got saved. But you know what? It's not one person that gets the applaud. It's everyone that's in the chain of grace. And all I'm saying to you is, can I invite you to get into the chain of grace? And, and minimum that you can do is just invite someone to church. Just invite someone. I, I, I did it yesterday. Here I am, here I am yesterday mowing the lawns and, um, you know, in, in my T-shirt and shorts and... Pastor incognito. Uh, 
And so, uh, so it's council rubbish day up in French's Forest, Oxford Falls. And so, uh, so I, I built this fence and I had some leftover palings and leftover um, uh, fence posts. And, and, and someone pops up in their big Range Rover and they said, are you chucking those out? And I said, yeah, I am. Can we have them? I said, yeah, let me help you load them into the car. And I said, before you do that, let me get a brush and brush off all the, the spiders and stuff. And I said, you don't have to do that. I want to do that. You know, and so, but you know, I'm incognito. And then, and then this is what they said to me. They said, we know you. <laughs> I said, and they said, do you still go to that church there on Eastern Valley Way? And I said, yeah, actually, my wife and I have been pastoring that for 21 years. We've actually been in your church. How many of you know that someone's watching? <laughs> so, uh, so, so anyway, I invited them back. You know, I just invited them back. I didn't try to preach the gospel to them. I didn't try to get into the, you know, the five-point plan. I just, just invited them to come to church. So, uh, you guys aren't here this morning? Well, maybe not this morning, but they're going to come, I'm sure. Huh? I'm sure they're going to come. At, and, uh, you know, and the point is this, that all of us can be part of the chain of grace. And this is, this is all of us. And can I just say, how do you know whether your neighbor is sitting at home with an open heart saying, God, would you send someone to share Jesus with me? Because God's opened hearts. And we just got to say, Lord, give me the open door to the open heart. Who, who, who have you got in my world that you've opened their hearts? They mightn't look like, they might have a big sign, I've got an open heart. But God just creates a divine appointment to the open heart. So come on, this year, can we do that? Open doors to open hearts. So here's another thing that we're doing this, this year. We're calling it Super Sized Sunday. How many of you like Super Sized Sunday? So, so what happened last year is that the kids' ministry had Super Sized Sunday. How many of you remember that? They had over... Uh, just awesome, and uh, and so because the kids had supersized Sunday, they they actually dragged all their parents to come to church as well. So we thought, okay, so rather than just having supersized Sunday in the kids department, we're going to have it right across the church. And so our first one is on the 26th, and it's just a great opportunity for that chain of grace to work, just for you to invite people to come to our church, just to experience it. And uh, the kids are going to have a great program. We're going to have just a, an outreach. Basically, it's going to be designed for the unchurched people, and it's going to be powerful, and your opportunity to do something to invite people along. So uh, I've got a whole new set of friends that I've established. I've just joined Vision, just a Vision gym just up the road here, just up the ramp. You, you park in front of it if you're up the ramp. So I've got a whole new bunch of friends that I can start inviting to church. I've already started and, uh, and so 26th, we'll see how many I can drag along. Uh, not kicking and streaming, just, uh, just, just this whole home front, okay? Alpha, we're doing another Alpha uh, course. It's, we've been running it now for over 20 years. Just after Easter, we're doing Alpha again. So if you're interested in getting involved, um, talk to Rocco or talk to Sandra or talk to me. We'll get that happening again. And again, it's just this chain of grace 
getting people along that journey. They've got to start somewhere, and the chain of grace will eventually lead them to Jesus, where they'll be totally transformed. Outreaches, we've got some amazing outreaches starting um, with our church. Last Sunday, I don't know if you were aware, but we had a special outreach in Fairfield, and uh, Sonia and Ben... With their team, they established this outreach. They hired the Fairfield Community Centre and they had this outreach. And, and I think what a, nearly 30 people came from the community, 20 from our church, but about 30 from the community came and it's a special outreach that we're doing out at Fairfield. Then unbeknownst to, to Sonia and Ben, we had another outreach in Parramatta with, uh, with Jeremy and Beth. Hudson that we are covering and they had 70 turn up to that outreach in Parramatta as well and so so we've got these outreaches into the community happening and it's spontaneous I'm not forcing it it's like they're chasing me down and it's like God if you're if you're in this I want to be in it as well so so we're going to do more of those and continue on that then this year again we've got specials and it's all under you know bringing God and people together we've got uh, Easter coming up which is great special we've got Mother's Day a great special Pentecost Sunday another special where we really promote the fact that we're a Pentecostal church Father's Day Christmas great specials which are separate from the supersized Sunday and uh, we've got a whole bunch of visiting speakers coming this year and and uh, the first one that's coming in March is Lindsay Clark. And, and Lindsay, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the greatest unsung heroes in the Christian world. So Lindsay, Lindsay actually launched Metamorphic out of our church when he and Julie were here. But uh, since then, they've planted something like 20,000 churches. I mean, it's... It's too difficult to fathom. We've got a database of well over a million people that have been born again out of these churches. Not only that, but, but Lindsay does incredible social justice. So all of our wealth uh, digging that we do in Cambodia is through that ministry. And so far, how many wells have we planted in Cambodia? 26 wells that we've, that we've planted just because you drink coffee. Yeah, look, if you're going to clap, make it a good one. 26. You know, the, the thing that amazes me about that is that we're actually giving water to communities that never had water. And so they either buy it or they've got to go somewhere to get it. And, and, and just because you drink coffee, we've been able to transform 26 communities by digging a well in 26 communities and transforming. And, and so Lindsay has all the contacts with that and we work through Metamorphic. Look, he's coming, I think, on the 19th of March and uh, you're just going to be blown away with all of, the, all of the new things. And one of the latest things that he's got is a power generator that's a solar power generator that's actually able to generate power in a house just through solar. And, um, and we can give these away by just raising some finances and, and bringing like power into someone's house. How awesome is that? He's going to talk about that when he comes. And uh, look, and the other big thing that uh, I want to announce this year that we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to do delayed streaming, not live streaming, but delayed streaming uh, through the internet so that our services will go all over the world through the internet. How many of you are excited about that? So we're not only reach the people that are here, but we're going to reach literally thousands of people all over the world just because we're bringing God and people together. 
Let, let, let me tell you the second part of our vision. So we, we are bringing God and people together, encouraging people to love God, grow spiritually, help others. So let's talk about loving God. See, I, I love the phrase that we are the gathering of the God lovers. We, we, that's what we are. We're the God lovers. There's something in our heart that just loves God. And, and so what we are looking for are more God lovers, that we can worship together, pray together, do praise and worship, just, just amazing things together where we can love God and be genuine God lovers. And uh, one of the things that we'll be doing just before Easter is 14 days of prayer and fasting that will come up leading up to Easter. So get ready for that. We'll get you all skinny by hook or by crook. And, uh, and so there's 14 days of prayer and fasting happening just before Easter. So that'll be great. So let's talk about growing spiritually. Growing spiritually, which is, you know, one of my big dreams, uh, mainly because I, I really believe that one of my gifts is helping to make biblical truth easy to understand. And uh, so I just love being able to teach God's Word. I just love being able to communicate God's Word and just get Bible truth and just make it easy to understand. So you'll always hear something practical coming from this platform, something that will help you, something that will minister to you. Growing spiritually is part of the deal here. So connect groups are designed to help you grow spiritually. Next week, we'll do a, a, a presentation on what Connect Groups looks like in our church and encourage you to get involved. And so Sandra Brame uh, heads that up and she's just awesome and we're going to be doing more of that this year. Um, volunteering, be, be the church, is another aspect of growing spiritually. We kind of feel that, that uh, it's wonderful for you to to be ministered to, but once you've been ministered to, it's wonderful for you to minister out and just volunteer, get involved in volunteering. And so, on the fifth of August, uh, the fifth of March, um, we're going to be again, you know, doing a bit of a presentation on on being the church, volunteering, and Pastor Ross heads that up, and he's going to be sharing a little bit more about that. And uh, that's the fifth of March. The the, the thing that really um, I suppose, burns deep within me, is the activation of people. And uh, our vision is that you might be activated. And I was preaching the other day about the divine agitation, divine stirring. And the divine agitation and the divine stirring is God wanting to activate you into doing something. And I just love it when people just spontaneously are activated to do amazing thing. Miriam Ollis is just one of these people that just gets, she just gets divine, just a divine activation, a divine, you know, th there's a stirring over something, something stirs a heart and she says, you know what, I think that that's God. And so let's find an avenue and she puts things together and it's just amazing. We want more and more people to do that. Can I just say to you that if you find God opening doors to something, and it's like, man, I didn't make this happen. This is, this is just happening spontaneously, spontaneously around me. Well, maybe it's a divine activation for you to do something that's going to change your world. Because it's not just from this platform that the world is changed. It's from where you're sitting and the doors that God opens for you. I think one of the greatest dangers that church people can ever believe is that the only... The, the only 
uh, pathway to really making impact is a pathway to the, to the pulpit. And that's, can I just say to you that that's a deception from the enemy? Because as far as we're concerned in our church, I don't, you know, this is, God's given me this platform and I don't share it around much. You know, it's like I, I do most of the preaching in our church and it's because God's anointed me to do that. But you know what? I don't want people just coming to church and listening when there's Holy Spirit activation happening all around you. Get involved in that because it's just awesome. We're going to be encouraging a lot more of that. Um, the other thing that we're going to be doing a lot more of this year is ministry training. So one of the things that, that God really put upon my heart is, is, what are you doing to raise up the next generation? What are you doing to raise the next generation of missionaries, the next generation of church planters? Can I just tell you that one of the greatest gifts that God has given our church is Helen Rogers. Uh, Pastor Helen is just one of the great, great gifts. No question. And, um, and, and just through her input, you know, we've been able to send 45 missionaries out of our church. But when we're talking over the next 20 years' time, uh, you know, how many more can Helen raise up? I don't know. I'm not putting a limit on her. But I'm just saying, we, we just got to tag team, take it to a next level. And so, so we, we're, we're in discussions on what ministry training will look like over the next, um, next period in our church because we're wanting to raise up more missionaries, want to raise up more church planters. So, so uh, what we have already in our church is Ronnie and Miriam uh, uh, Marin that are sitting there with a real passion to plant a Latino church. So they've already got the name Latinos por Cristo. And, uh, you know, we're excited about that. So it's a matter of just inputting and, and helping them set it off well so that when they launch it, they launch it in strength rather than just out of vision. There's also strength. And so there's ministry training and also for our key leaders. So we're looking at how that's going to look in our church in the future. And, um, and so that brings me to your gift how many of you are excited about receiving a gift? This gift is for spiritual growth. And, um, and just to give you a little bit of glimpse of what your gift is going to look like, let me show you this two-minute video, and then Pastor Ross will tell you how to access it. Here we go. Let's, let's play this. Wow. Um, that brings us to helping others. So uh, that's one way of helping you and grow spiritually, but helping others. I, I, I just love how our church is really committed to helping others. So I just love, you know, what, what we do on Thursdays with uh, community care and food care. And, and uh, we've got, what, over 400 families signed up now. Is that right, Kay? Uh, 400 families signed up for food care. And every Thursday we, we get this army of volunteers, not just Thursday, but Wednesdays as well, helping out. And they're helping others. And it's just a wonderful thing. Um, we've got a special project that we're going to be running on the 5th of August called Be the Change. So volunteering is Be the Church and helping others is Be the Change. And uh, Be the Change, we're going to be giving you more information about this, but we're encouraging every one of our connect groups to find a project in their neighborhood and spend a Saturday impacting. It might be, you know, just 
you know, doing someone's lawns or it might be painting a house or it might be whatever, but it's a project to be the change and it's no strings attached where we as a church just want to go into the community and make a difference and the, and the connect groups will all be given more information, but we're going to do Be the Change Saturday on the 5th of August. How many of you excited about that? Helping others, healing rooms. Again, you know, we've got healing rooms uh, based here in our church and at the Church of Christ in Chatswood and over at, is it home? At Auburn, uh, we've got three uh, healing rooms where literally we're touching scores and scores of people and they're getting healed and, and set free. And it was beautiful a couple of weeks ago to see that lady that couldn't have a baby and that she got prayed for at the healing rooms and she brought the baby to church to show off the baby. How beautiful is that? The miracle and how good is that? He's the cutest, chubbiest, cheek baby. Beautiful. But, um, you know, it's just part of helping others. And, and you know, just to cap it off, um, the impartation that I have is that you might be able to do life better. It's all about doing life better. And so last weekend, we had a camp. Deb Fung and a whole bunch of others put together the Vivify camp. We had 130, 140 people there. But, the, you know, the heart that Anne and I had was just to go there and help you do life better. And, uh, and so can I just say, Deb, you and your team just did a phenomenal job putting together Vivify. My goodness. I was just, it was just so well organized. And it's going to be a yearly event, and we're going to tie in a kids' camp with the, with the young families' camp. And it's going to be just an awesome yearly event. But um, uh, did, you, did you survive? Yeah, okay. Just. It was just, yeah, well, we'll pray for better weather next time. But, uh, but this is what I'm saying with activation, you know, just to, our, our heart when people come up with a vision that can fit into the broader vision of our church, we just love seeing people activated and Anne and I love empowering people. We, we literally turned up and just did our little bit and everybody else did their bit and uh, we didn't organize anything, we just turned up. And it was just awesome to be able to turn up because we've empowered all these people to do something for God. And it's just helping people to do life better. So uh, Anne and I have been doing, we've been pastoring now for 36 years. And in 36 years, how many of you know, you learn some things in 36 years. Hopefully, some people don't learn much in 36 years, but hopefully Anne and I have learned some principles of doing life better. And, and part of my promise to you is this. Every Sunday that you come to church, you will leave better than the way that you come. And, and that's because it's our goal, it's our vision to help you do life better. And your friends and neighbors, we want them to do life better. And so we'll be sharing principles that are not just theological, airy-fairy principles, but they're word-based principles that work for you. How does the Bible come alive? And that's the goal for us week in and week out. Last thing that I want to talk about before we finish up is our campus. So this year we're going to be doing a bit of work on our campus. Um, the builders came and um, a couple of weeks ago to start quoting for some reworking of the downstairs auditorium. So the downstairs auditorium is going to be transformed. We're uh, getting rid of the stage that's there now and recalibrating that whole downstairs auditorium. That gives you some sort of uh, an idea 
of, um, that, that's the downstairs auditorium there. So we basically want to make it easier to use the foyer as an overflow. Uh, where the stage is now doesn't really make it ideal to use the foyer as an overflow, but we're actually recalibrating it, putting some new walls in, making that downstairs auditorium square, and it's going to be great for food care, it's going to be great for youth, it's going to be great for specials, and, uh, and so that's on its way. Then the other thing that we're going to be doing is reworking the upstairs auditorium for our kids' ministry. So uh, we're, we're literally adding a six-by-four-meter room that opens up to the big room by just demolishing two offices and just making it bigger room. We're, we're making the ARC and uh, kids' zone area also bigger to the best of our ability by just removing walls because we're out of space and it's always good. And the other thing we're doing is just we're going to be reworking the stage lighting and uh, just making it a little bit more contemporary, coming up into the 21st century. So you'll be seeing a few things happening around our church and it's all very, very good. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.